the gifts we bring. On our plane ride back yesterday from Chicago, um, we was, I was sitting there and we were watching uh, TV on the plane and um, a movie I like came on, Ocean's Eleven, you may have seen. And it, it made me think about this because it, it's kind of a fun movie, uh, but these 11 characters come together and each one of them brings certain gifts to the table. The one guy, Matt Damon's a really good pickpocket. The other guy is a, a really good acrobat. There's a mechanic, the guy good with electronics, the guy good with explosives, the guy, the brains behind the operation, etc. And so they come together, they bring their gifts, they risk everything, and by giving what they have, they receive their great payout. Today we see the Magi come from a far-off land and bring the gifts they have to the newborn Christ. Um, they risk a lot. I mean, you, you know, just thinking about it, travel at that time is not easy. When you leave, you don't know that you're going back. You're leaving your security, your money, your power, especially these guys, if they have money enough to travel like this, you know, they're leaving all those things because they're in search of something more meaningful. For me to receive something more meaningful, I have to let go of something of lesser value. It's what gives me space to receive that better thing. And what allows them to receive this newborn king is that they go they, they search with openness. You know, I don't know if you've ever had a situation where someone comes to you and they ask you a question, but they're really not listening to the answer. Hey, do you think I should break up with my boyfriend? Like, yeah, but, you're, you know, like you can tell because when you give them a response, they say, but, yeah, but. And it's like, dude, what do you want? Are you, are you really looking for more happiness? Because you might have to let go of that place where you're not fulfilled in order to receive from the God of all fulfillment. And so we, we search because in our hearts, I know there has to, there ha, it has to be there. What's, what's it? It is... That, that meaning, that fulfillment, that joy, that, that peace, that truth. I'm seeking truth. I know it's there. And the only reason we can know that it's there is because there's an infinite God that put that desire in my heart. And so the Magi coming from the East means these are, these are outsiders. These are people with a whole different philosophy and way of life. And yet even for them... You could, you could say from their different religion, even, even the fulfillment of their sciences is Jesus Christ. The fulfillment of all truth. Because he is the truth. And so by being willing to um, go and to give, they find what they're looking for. M Matthew 7, 7 says, Seek and you will find. 
In the Second Vatican Council, the, the church's council years back, we were told this beautiful phrase that I just love. It says, man, who is the only creature on earth which God willed for itself, cannot fully find himself except through a sincere gift of self. But when I live just for me, it's kind of blah. But when I live for others, when I give of myself, either in mission, in marriage, in whatever relationship, that that's where we find ourselves. Herod is not willing to do this. Herod is afraid of, he's, he's afraid of letting go because what, what is he holding on to? He's holding on to his power and his kingdom. And so he has this secret agenda of, yeah, tell me, tell me where that newborn king is, that threat to my happiness. Not recognizing that that newborn king is the answer to his happiness. And so for us to be able to receive that answer to our happiness, I have to be willing to let go of those places that I'm comfortable, of that, that security, that safety that I've created for myself. It's natural to want to stay there. But Herod shows us that that's, he's kind of the antithesis here of holding on to that. That the, the king who actually seemingly has power is afraid. And the true king, who has no power, lives in freedom. See, Maximilian Colby says this, let us remember that love lives through sacrifice and is nourished by giving. Without sacrifice, there is no love. And so these magi receive abundantly because they give and risk abundantly. I was kind of Thinking about it this way, um, the Magi go on pilgrimage. You and I go on pilgrimage every Sunday. We first, we prepare ourselves for the journey. We get washed up. You know, we make sure there's gas in the car or our shoes are ready to go to walk, you know, or something, you know. We, we give our time. We could be doing, each one of us could be doing something else, um, we give our money. What is our money? Our money, I think, in our mod, our money is our security. Like when I have money, like I feel insulated from the difficulties of life. But what do I, I give that, I sacrifice that so that others can come to know the good news or I, I give money to the poor so that they can be fed. We, at Mass, we give our attention in the hopes of hearing truth to be reminded that we have a God who has a plan for me. He's written it on the stars. He's, he has a plan for my happiness. And when we give, when we do it rightly, so to speak, it changes us. That's why I love this beautiful last line of our gospel. It says, and then the Magi, they departed for their country by another way. That when we have a true encounter with that which is true, good, and beautiful, when we have a real encounter with the Lord, it changes us. When I, when I see myself in the light of God, and I'm like, man, I'm, you know, like, I'm, I'm weaker than I thought I was. I'm, 
I'm more sinful. When I'm humbled, it actually changes me um, and actually makes me more receptive to receiving God in my life. And so somehow, by each one of us giving in our own unique way, God has a plan to take that gift and make it a part of something bigger. That The gifts that the Magi bring, you know, the gold, frankincense, and myrrh, they're just bringing gifts, right? They're, this is what we have. They don't see how the gold they bring is right because Jesus is the newborn king. The frankincense they bring is right because they're adoring God. The myrrh is right because Jesus has a plan, the Father has a plan that involves his death, and myrrh prepares one for burial. And so somehow these gifts that they bring in a way that they don't understand are part of God's divine plan of salvation. And so you and I, with the gifts we have, as we give them back to God, participate in his divine plan of salvation. Uh, the focus of this conference we, I just had uh, with the students, there was about 8,000 college students, and, and the idea is to help further equip students with uh, tools and uh, inspiration um, for how to share the gospel, the good news, the, the star that people are looking for um, with others. And it, and it, and it doesn't, it's not like we share it with those people out there, but I, I'm called to share it with the people closest to me in a genuine way with my family and my, my friends and my coworkers and my classmates. And, my, and, and eventually, as, if I do that, it will spread to everyone. And I, I had a, I was actually dreaming, it was on my mind all week, so I had, a, I had this dream last night where I was like in this house and, and there were all these people in this room and I, and I kind of like recognized all these people. I was like, oh, those are, these are people that I've kind of shared my faith with. And, and these people, actually they shared the faith with me and actually these other people, I know them because they shared their faith with them who shared their faith with me, which allowed me to share my faith with those guys. And it was just like, and I just, I just woke up feeling grateful. I was like, wow. Like, because of that guy's yes, they came to know Christ, and they could share him with me. And then I was able to share him with those people. And so somehow by, by this person bringing their gifts to the Lord, he was able to work through that in this beautiful way. They had no idea that they would share faith with somebody that would then share faith and then they'd have like another priest in the church or something. Like they didn't know that. But that's what happens when we, we bring ourselves to God and allow ourselves to be caught up in his plan that something beautiful happens. Um, and so that's, that's really our invitation this day, that, that our God who is never outdone in generosity, our God who actually desires to give himself to me. But what he wants me to do is I need to let go of what I'm holding on to so that I can then come to him and receptive, open. And I think, I think that I'm actually giving something to him. And what I find is that he's actually giving himself to me.
And so the importance of this, this feast today is, is as we come as we are today, you know, we do this, we do this every Mass. The, the offering, we bring forward bread and wine, you're like, that's nice. You know, but the symbolism is, that it's not just bread and wine that we're bringing, it's, it's like I'm bringing my very self. And maybe I just had the hardest week of my life. Maybe my faith is at an all-time low. And I'm like, God, I have nothing to give here. And you know what? I give that nothingness to you. And, and in doing that, and in giving everything like Jesus gives everything and gives us that, that example and witness, that we actually find ourselves open, receptive, to receive the God who wants to give us everything. Luke 15, 11, everything I have is yours. I hold nothing back. And by giving of yourself, you're participating in my life, which gives, and you're able to receive my divine life. That's, that's the irony of the Christian life, that he who loses his life gains it. That he who gives his life away receives it. And we can't do that without God's grace. And so we come today once again to give ourselves as we are, where we are, to be able to receive the God of life, of truth. He who is the way, the truth, and the life who's leading us to our ultimate happiness.